Now, I'd like to introduce our pastor, Jerry Seawright. Pastor Seawright is a great man and a wonderful speaker. And not only does he love the Lord God, but he has a wonderful way of, ex of expressing God's word to us. When we leave, let us not forget everything that we have heard, but rather meditate on it. And now, here's Pastor Jerry Seawright. Assignment. I got a different mic on, so let's up our mouths. All right. <laughs> let us uh, bow our heads in a word of prayer. Father God, just come before you now, Lord, just thanking you once again. Lord, I thank you for the young people, Lord. Uh, they just, uh, just encourage us, Lord, as, as we see them serve you. Lord, help us to uh, get behind them. And, Lift them up, encourage them as they encourage us Father, along the way. Lord, I pray that you will also uh, give uh, this message guidance, Lord, and give me, give my heart and mind guidance, Father, along this, uh, along this message, Father, that I may connect to the young folks, and not only the young folks, but for anyone that this may apply to. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 May be seated. Uh, today, I didn't want to. I didn't want to come um, preachy, so to speak. Didn't want to come preachy. I wanted to come trying to connect and 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 talk to the young folks. Um, don't get me wrong, because if it's true, then it's for you too. Amen. But uh, the young folks were on my heart, uh, and, uh, and I just want to say a quick word to them. And it's going to be quick because I know attention spans <laughs> might be challenged. So it's going to be quick. The first thing I want to say to you is this. You'll know your heart is in the right place when you love the work. You'll know your heart is in the right place when you love the work. And, I, and I'll try to explain that. Why new life? Why new life? Why are you here? Why all of a sudden, you know, you, you wake up on a Sunday morning and your parents say, we're going to go to new life? New life. Why? I'll tell you why. Because of service opportunities. That's right, work. You guys are not excited yet. <laughs> okay, all right. But, but all joking aside, it's a service. It's an opportunity for service. And there is nothing like serving God. There's nothing like serving God. But see, it's, it's a journey that you're going to have to embrace because you'll know your heart is in the right place when you know that you love the work. When you know that you love the work. Uh, th there's a fundamental law. There are fundamental laws that are working through service. 
When you think about service, there are fundamental laws that people don't usually think about. One is, is that you develop a, a deeper love for something when you sacrifice for it. That, that's a law. You, you develop a deeper love for something when you sacrifice for it. Just ask a mother. And, and, and all the sacrificing that that mother does when she's rocking that baby and feeding that baby and, and, and sleep deprived and, and, and tired and everything else. But yet, when she is going through those moments of sacrificing for that child, it's somehow a law is at work where her love for that child becomes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Amen? Because all of the sacrificing she does. You're not going to love anything that you're not sacrificing for. If you come to a church that you do nothing for, you'll feel no love for it. You'll feel no passion for it. You'll feel no connection to it. God has this thing where if you work and if you do for it, all of a sudden it becomes dear to you. So if you sit and do nothing and expect for something to come and you expect that all of a sudden, oh, I love new life all of a sudden. Well, that, that's going to be a serious challenge. What happens is, is if you engage yourself in service, then all of a sudden a passion for what you are serving, for who you are serving, gets deeper and deeper and deeper. This is a deep concept, but you got to get it at this age. You have to grasp it at this age. Amen? God uses service to sanctify you too. He uses service to sanctify you. Because, see, service is not about you. Service is about others. And when you're serving others, all of a sudden, it gives you opportunity to be more like Christ. Amen? It gives you opportunity to be more like him. Not selfish, but selfless to be more like him. He tells us to have cross-shaped lives. Cross-shaped lives, amen? Cross-shaped lives, meaning that your life is gonna to have to be spent this way. See, you're gonna to have to love me to get to heaven. You, you, you gotta love me to get to heaven. And I gotta love you to get to heaven. But also, the cross-shaped life means that you first understand who you're serving. Amen? And that's what he has us to do, to live cross-shaped lives. Amen? Here's the other thing, too. And, 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 and I'm just trying to talk and not necessarily preach. There's this concept that was introduced to me almost like a year ago. And, and the concept said, watch me do it, right? Watch me do it, then do it with me, then do it yourself. 
watch me do something, right? Then do it with me. Now you do it. We have got it down packed. And, 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 and New Life, Church of God, we have it down packed when, when we say, watch me do it. Right? And, and, and we, 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 we kind of got it down when we say, do it with me. But when we say, you do it, oh, man, the bottom falls out, young folks. There are young folks that are still, they're probably in their mid-20s, where they got a little church hurt from new life, where they say, we were revved up, and we were ready to do it, and everything else, and we had, we had the program all mapped out, and everything else, and, and, and we had, we had our, our service down, you know, and we had no old people there. We had our own service going, and, and, and then all of a sudden, they didn't support us. There are some folks that will that tell you that, and to me, they have a legitimate, a legitimate point. Some folks say that when they had a lifeline, if you all remember lifeline, the young folks got together and they were enthusiastic. They were so geeked to have this service. And I mean, if you ever came to one of those services, you saw like uh, they had the ambiance going with the lights and, and they had the stage set up different. And they had folks coming from outside the church as well, young people coming from outside the church. And yet what they said is, is that when it got down to the nitty gritty, they weren't supported. Watch me do it and do it with me Then do it yourself. When it came to the time where they wanted to do it themselves, guess what happened? They weren't supported. And if I'm lying, let me know. But I believe I'm telling the truth. I see some heads shaking out there, too. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but the point is, is that we don't want to make that mistake anymore. Amen? We've learned from that. We've learned from that. We don't want to play that song over again. We are at a new day and time where we're saying, hey, watch me do it, then do it with me, and then I'll praise you while you're doing it. Good job. Good job. Amen. But here's the thing, though, young folks, and I need to I got to challenge you and I got to push back on you. All of a sudden, it's like, watch me do it. Now do it with me. Where you at, young people? Where you at? See, that's the challenge from my point of view. And that's why I'm trying to encourage you all to embrace the work to embrace the ministry. Because now that we've learned the lesson, then let us, let, let, us, let us come together. Can we reason together now? Can we reason together now? Now that we've learned the, the lesson where we are, we, we are saying, hey, watch me, and then now do it with me. Now I really do want you to do it. And I really want to support that. And I want you to be around to do it.
Why? Because we need you. We need you. We need you. Read a story this week where a guy said, I'm going to start a church and the church is going to be like from like 50 and above. It's going to be for 50 and above. That's what I'm going to start. I'm going to start a church that age. Then his partner said to him, well, uh, that, that church is going to die. That's what he said. And that's true. That's true. Because a 50 and above church ain't going to, it's out. It's on its way out already when it starts. We need you. We need you. We need your energy. We need your ideas. We need your enthusiasm. We need all of that in order to survive. We need you. We, we, we need to like flip the page and turn the chapter and, and it needs to look younger, not older. <laughs> Amen. It needs to look faster, not slower. <laughs> we need you all and we need you all in a, in, a, in a very, very, very special way. God has a plan for your life. He's called your life. And new life has a plan for it. <laughs> Amen. God gives leadership here. He gives leadership here direction where we can help just plan the way service looks. We need you. We need you. And if you were hurt in the past, well, I'm telling you that we've learned. And now is a new day and a new time where we need to serve together. Amen. We, we need to cross that bridge and come together. The other thing I want you to understand is that we're, we're, we're on a journey and we're learning. We're, we're learning. Uh, you know, I don't care how old you are. You're still learning. You ought to be learning. Right. You know, there are there are you know, there are young fools, but there are old fools, too. If you don't learn, you got to keep learning and keep developing. That's that's what this thing is all about. You know, I, with the with the ministers and elders on on down in terms of position, we're in a a, a constant state of learning, becoming better. I got to become better when I'm coming up here. I, I, it's, it's about being better, not resting at where you are, but better developing and continue, continuing to develop. We got to embrace that journey. And, and what's interesting is, and I wrote this down, is that stuff that doesn't make sense, it will later. It will later. Wax on, wax off, right? It will later. Stuff that doesn't make sense, it, why, why am I here? Why am I mean? There are other places I could be. My, you know, mom and daddy could have took me to such and such church, and man, it would have been so much fun, and I could have done this, and I could have done that. But for some reason, God has you here. God said, no, not there, here. You know, I'm of the belief that God saves you but the Holy Spirit places you. And he places you because, see, if you place yourself, then it'll be just, you'll place yourself at a church 
full of Karens, right? Full of Jerry's. You know, folks that are easy to get along with, pretty much like yourself, right? But God says, no, I want you at new life because I have a work for you to do. Sometimes stuff don't make sense. It will in time. I, I thought about my, my uh, daughter, Kayla, where a young, at a young age, she ends up breaking her wrist, right? She ends up having something go like seriously wrong with her wrist. So there go her sports career and everything else. She couldn't play softball or anything. But what was interesting is that when she went to the doctor and she saw the doctor like go in and kind of cut a little bit and manipulate stuff, she said, I want to be a doctor. The injury ends up leading to pointing out her calling. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. But God will make it make sense in time. Why, why you're up here playing the piano today, why you're doing a violin or cello or whatever, I don't know the name of it. Why are you doing that today? I, I don't know. Why, why, you, why you have words of encouragement on today? Why did you have words of encouragement on today? I don't know, but I know that, you know, one day Seawright will be like this and his voice will sound like this. <laughs> And maybe he is making room for you right now. I don't know, but I do know that it will all come together and it will make sense. And God is simply preparing you all right now. All this stuff that doesn't seem like it makes sense, it's going to make sense. And God is going to prepare you. He is preparing you for a work. But here's the thing. You'll know when your heart is in the right place, when you begin to love the work, love the work. Amen. And sometimes, you know, uh, you, you might be running from something you might know right now. And you're running, you're running from it. And that's just like my testimony where for years, I'm telling you, I, I, I did not want to be a minister. I'm t I did not, and I fought Elder. I did. I fought Elder Williamson on being an elder. I did not want to be an elder, and I and and God knows I did not want to be a pastor. I didn't, and I'm just being honest with you all. But what happened is, is that, and some of you all heard this before. Karen and I was we were living in Southfield, and I was working at Children's Village, and 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 I said, you know, Lord. Leave me alone about preaching. <laughs> Leave me alone about preaching. I don't want to be a preacher. I want to get better at playing keyboards and music because, see, I want to play with earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I want Stevie to call me up and say, hey, Come and play, you know, my Sharia more. That's what I wanted to do. And I had those plans where I wanted to be a, a show enough great musician and travel around and, 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 and just, you know, I, like Greg Fillingaines, if you know who he is. That was one of my 
idols on the keyboard. I mean, he was just bad. I wanted to be him because he's the one that played like on Anita Baker and Thriller and all of them. And I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Leave me alone about this preaching. Don't want to preach. And then all of a sudden the burden got heavier and heavier. At first I was saying, leave me alone. <laughs> Lord, I just don't want to do it. And then all of a sudden, Driving home on Telegraph, it, it didn't become a conversation. It became me sobbing. Lord, please leave me alone about preaching. <laughs> I don't want to do it. And then all of a sudden what I said is, Lord, okay, if you give me a, a sign, if you give me a sign, I, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll stop. I'll stop. Elder Williamson, he, you know, he's coming down to borrow because I got to put my car in the shop. But he, he's coming down and he's and, and, and months ago, we talked about a radio. We talked about a radio. I tried to think of the hardest thing. Tried to think of the hardest things that Elder Williamson would even bring up. And so I thought months back, we thought of, we talked about a radio. And then all of a sudden, we were sitting in the living room talking, going over scripture. And out of nowhere, he said, brother, that radio. And I was like, wow. <laughs> okay, Elder, here's the story. You know, I prayed to God for a sign. And I, and I said, if you mention radio today and talk about that radio that we talked about long ago, then I'll go ahead and submit. And that's how I ended up, I stopped running and I said, okay, Lord, I'm gonna do what you tell me to do. And it's a similar story with eldership and a similar story with pastorship. With pastorship, the Lord used Karen on that. And, I, and, and, and Karen said, you know, I knew Karen didn't even want to be a, a, a preacher's wife, let, let alone a first lady. We've, we've, we've discussed this and we talked about it. And then when Karen pretty much said, well, you know, you should think about it. I was like, Lord, I know that's you. <laughs> I, I know that's you. <laughs> I know that's you. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. And that's how God moves. So sometimes, you know, you, 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 you trip up on it and then there's an accident and all of a sudden your wrist being worked on and then you just say, wow, you know, this is what I want to do. And you discover it that way. Other times God places it in your heart and you already know and you're just running. And you're just running. Either way, either way, I'm telling you this, you got to be obedient. So if you're running or if you know, be obedient. Get in line with God right now and be obedient. We need you, young people. We need you. Not just one Sunday a month. We need you. We need your ideas. We, we need you. We, we need you, young adults. We need you. We need you now. And, 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 and God has it where he has provided so much room for you to work, 
So much, so much opportunity for you to work right now, right now. And we need you. And, and, and I'm just, I, I, and I'll leave you with this. I'll say this. Pray about it. And I mean sincerely pray about it. And, and, and meditate on, on what was said today. One is, is that C. Wright says that he's not going to get in our way. We can serve. We can serve. And, 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 and trust me, I, I, you know, I will fight for you. Just like my Lester. I will fight for you too. I will. And, and I will make sure that you have an opportunity to serve. If you want to serve, here's a great opportunity to do it. You don't have to go anywhere else. <laughs> you don't have to go to another church. You got a lot to do here. You got a bunch to do here. Amen. And, and, and the church that you're thinking about going to, maybe God is using you to make this church like that. Maybe you don't have to go there. Maybe that church ain't even what you think it is. Maybe God is saying, oh, maybe he's saying, you know, oh, I see over there, I see this ideal. Let me bring that back to new life. Let me bring that back to new life. Let me develop that at new life. You're the one that can develop it. You. You're the one that can develop it. You know, a, a young people's ministry, you can be instrumental in developing that. You can. A, 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 a young folks Bible study, you can be the one instrumental in doing that. And, and what I promise you is that we'll make sure that we won't get in your way. Little guidance always. You know, we don't want y'all talking about just junk. <laughs> Little guidance and everything. Amen? But here's the other thing. If you're not doing anything right now, shame on you. If you're not doing anything right now, do you really think God wants you to do nothing? Do you really think God wants you to do nothing? I, I, I disagree with you. If you think he does, I disagree with you. He wants you busy. <laughs> he wants you busy. And I say, and I challenge you now to, 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 to not be in that place, to not stay in that place, but let's get busy. Let's go to work. Young people, we need you. And I'm using this time and this opportunity to say it loud and clear. We need you. We need you. And I'm going to stop there. But I'm going to pray with you. While I know I ask you all to pray, but I'm going to pray with you all as well. We need you. I'm telling you. We need you bad. You know, um, I heard a word the other day that I'm still trying to understand. I ain't got no drip. <laughs> I 
Hey. See, see, my Brenda said, what does that mean? <laughs> my, my drip is, my drip is off or something. I don't know. Right? I ain't got no drip. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, uh, Brother Jason had to explain it to me a little bit, you know. And, and then Kelsey brought it home for me. I ain't got no drip. <laughs> I, just, I just ain't got no drip. I don't know. I, but that goes to show you that, see, there's an age difference there. Right? There's an age difference there. And the, the, the folks that are using words like drip and the folks that are not using words like drip, the folks that don't even know what drip is, uh, that's where I'm at. <laughs> but then the folks that are using drip, right? There's an age group that knows exactly what they're using. That's what we're missing. That's what we're missing. There's an age group that knows exactly what these young folks are talking about when they say drip. And then there's an age group that can also tell us what drip means. <laughs> That's what we're missing right now. That's what we're missing. We, we need that mediator. We need that bridge, that connection there. We need you, young adults. We need you. So you guys can tell us what drip is. Drip, by the way, is, has something to do with your dressing and your, your jewelry, uh, something like that. I, I just see confusing, I still see confusing faces and stuff, but it, it has to do with just your style, I guess, or something. Am I explaining that right? Yeah. Well, somebody said, I got drip. I got drip. <laughs> oh, is, is that old now? Is this old, is this old now, popping collar? Is that old? I don't know. Right. I don't know what y'all do nowadays. I don't know. I don't know. Let me stop before somebody disagree with me having drip. On a serious note, I'm trying to talk to you young folks. We need you. This is the challenge. We need you. And we need you for more than just one service. We need you. Amen? And let me say this. I always got to end with, 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 like, now counts forever. Right now. It counts forever. And that means that you need to get it together with Christ. What will you do with Jesus? See, serving, you just don't poof. Sir, the first step is to make sure that that relationship is right with Christ. Get it right with Christ. What will you do with this Jesus? Don't wait another day. Don't let this moment pass you by. Make sure that that relationship with Christ is tight. Is he your Lord and personal Savior? Is he your Lord and Savior? 
Don't let this moment pass you by. Amen. Something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.